Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Some people would do anything to help out the family. But is it possible that this grandfather is asking just too much from his grandson? And then we take a look at the story of a young man driving down the road one night. And then we take a look at the story of a young man driving down a road one night. And then we take a look at the story of a young man driving down the road one night. And then we take a look at the story of a young man driving down the road. And then we take a look at the story of a young man. Welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day, too. Hope you guys have some awesome, awesome plans for the weekend. (laughs) It's going to be a busy one. It's Christmas weekend. Lots of stuff to do. Not for me. I'm just going to travel a bit. I'm going to travel from one chair to the next. Sit down and fill my belly full of Christmas food. But someone who's always looking for the next adventure, someone who doesn't sit as much as me running around in Dead Rabbit Command right now. Everyone get on your feet and give it up for Green Spleen Summarine. Woohoo, yeah! <laughs> Wee, yeah! Woohoo! He's jumping around. Jumping around, showing off that he is more mobile than I am. Green Spleen Submarine is a Patreon supporter, but recently, during the Thanksgiving livestream, he became a YouTube membership supporter as well, or a YouTube member, whatever the term is. But anyways, really, really appreciate all the support, Green Spleen Submarine. You're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode, and I want to give a shout out. He has a YouTube channel called Green Spleen Submarine, and... It covers a lot of the same stuff we do. He seems to specialize in fictional, which is great that he'll come out and say that. I was looking at his YouTube channel. And he's like, yeah, I do fictional stories. A lot of green text and stuff like that. So if you're looking for more spookiness this holiday season, give his YouTube a look. Might be right up your alley. It's definitely right up my alley if I want to sit and listen to some spooky green texts. Green Spleen Submarine, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the show financially through the Patreon or the merch store or anything like that, YouTube memberships, I totally understand. I really, really do. I honestly do. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know, Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. You can also vote for us in the Paranormality Paranormal Podcast of the Month. That link is below in the show notes. That really helps us out as well. You can vote three times a month. Green Spleen Submarine. I'm going to go ahead. You already have a submarine, so we don't, we don't need any aquatic vehicles. Uh, Green Spleen Submarine. I'll go ahead and toss you the hair hang glider. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Radio Command and glide us all the way out to a house in the suburbs.
we're headed out to this house in the suburbs where we're going to meet this young boy. We'll call him Tommy. Tommy is seven years old and he's running around the front yard of this house and he's like, wow, what an amazing house. I wonder who built this. <laughs> and then he's playing with his Power Rangers in the backyard. When all of a sudden his mom calls from the house, Tommy, Tommy boy. And he's like, oh, what, what? <laughs> is that Zod or Zord or whoever the big head is in uh, Power Rangers? He's lost in his playful universe. No, it's not. It's his mom, and he's not a teenager with attitude. His mom's like, honey, honey, come here quick. I have horrible news. Your grandpa, he just died. <laughs> he just died. You're all out there covered in mud playing with your Power Rangers. She's like, your grandpa's dead, son. He died at age 90, and Tommy's all, no. Look at you, Rita Repulsa. Now, this happened a couple of years ago. Uh, according to Tommy, he posted this online. This happened a couple of years ago. I'm assuming right now this dude's like a teenager. I don't think like he's... He's definitely not my age. Probably wouldn't be playing with Power Rangers. Probably he's like, what's a Power Ranger? I was playing with fidget spinners in the backyard. Those are the bee's knees. I'm figuring right now this guy's probably 15, maybe 20 at most. But anyways, he said his grandpa died... When he was only seven, well, now years have passed. He's grown up. He's put the fidget spinners away. Anyways, he goes over to his grandma's house to help kind of declutter the place. You know, this is going to happen. You're not going to want to clean up right after your husband died unless he, like, blew up. And <laughs> I would recommend you're like, hey, I know uh, you're sentimental and all, Grandma, but there are intestines hanging from the ceiling. But if he just, like, died in his sleep or something like that, a hospice situation... You may not be in the biggest hurry to like, oh, these were his most precious football figurines. Look at that. That's Joe Namath. No, you'd let it sit for a while. But now it's time for her to kind of straighten stuff up. So Tommy comes over to be part of this process to help her clean up. And Tommy goes in. This happened recently, according to Tommy. So let's say in the past month or two, Tommy goes, maybe past five months, Tommy's cleaning up. This room, it was the room that his grandpa actually died in. So I'm assuming he just, you know, was a slow hospice type death. Just, you know, laying in bed and just bleh, type of dead. But anyway, so he's cleaning up this bedroom. And while he's cleaning up this old bedroom, he finds grandpa's flat cap. You know what a flat cap is? It's a type of hat that like Jason Statham would wear in Snatch. Like, what? That's even more confusing. I knew what a flat cap was. What? Jason Statham was in a movie called Snap. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies. But anyways, Tommy says, hey, Grandma, can I have this flat cap? Grandma's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> the previous owner's dead. It's not like he's going to be asking for it anytime soon. Or will he? You can have the flat cap. So he takes it, and then he continues working, getting everything cleaned up for his grandma, eventually he heads home, he has that flat cap, and he tosses it onto his dresser, doesn't really think anything of it. A couple days later, Tommy lays down to go to sleep, and right before he enters the slumber stage, he experienced what he said were jolts. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what that sound effect was. I was afraid you were having a stroke. Uh, 
No, he said right before he'd fall asleep, he would feel these jolts. He said it felt like streams of energy shooting straight into his chest. Uh. <laughs> you could see his skeleton. Like an old cartoon. It wasn't actual electricity. It just felt like it. But anyways, he'd feel these jolts. And it would happen, and he kind of had to train himself just to ignore it and fall asleep. A couple days after that, he begins to see things around the house. Including, he said that at one point... He was in his room mucking about and he happened to look out the window. Look out his window that oversees their yard. He looks out the window and he sees the silhouette of a man standing outside looking in. That would be scary enough, but another time... While he was walking around the house, he heard a voice whisper something in his ear. He recognized the voice. It was the voice of his grandpa. And he said that these experiences went on for a couple months. Which would be alarming. I I think one just weird ghost hanging out in your house. Well, let me ask you this. What's creepier? A ghost you don't know in your house. Or the ghost of someone you do know. In your house. Would you rather have a man in a Civil War uniform standing in your bedroom? You wake up in the middle of the night. There's a man wearing a Civil War uniform standing there in the darkness. Or you wake up in the middle of the night and your grandpa is standing in the darkness. I would argue the Civil War ghost would be way cooler. (laughs) You're like, Jason, that wasn't your question. That wasn't your question. Which one would be more disturbing? Okay, which one would be more disturbing? It would be my grandpa's ghost. Because this Civil War ghost, I don't know this dude. So, like, let's say that I'm supposed to be working. I'm supposed to be working on the podcast or something like that. And I get off from my day job and I come home and I'm supposed to work, and my grandpa's <laughs> sitting on the couch eating my Doritos. I was like, Grandpa! And then I'm like, you know what? I think, I, I think I'm just going to play Minecraft and watch YouTube for the next eight hours. My grandpa's ghost, when I'm going to bed, he's like, so disappointed in you, Jason. You're the first person in the family to go to college, and now you're just watching YouTube playing video games. I'm so disappointed. I'm trying to fall asleep. He's waking me up. I'm just like, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Remember that time you spilled oil all over the driveway? Oh, I remember that, Jason. You're such a buffoon. That would be worse. I mean, I do love my grandpa and all. That would be way worse than coming home and there's a Civil War ghost because he'd be like, what's YouTube? What? That didn't exist back when I was a kid. We, I knew what a, t- I knew what a tube was. And you is me. But what? Huh? I mean, that would just be annoying after a while. He's like, oh, what's this? What's this? antibiotics i don't believe in this stuff he's all throwing my medicine away i'm like oh civil war goes no but this even goes above that this story i think is one of those stories that the person who is experiencing it the person who posted this online has one view of it but i got a totally different view of what could actually be going on here He starts to hear his grandpa's voice whisper in his ear. Well, anyways, this story kind of comes to a head on December 15th of this year. December 15th, uh, somewhere around that. Grandma's going to have her birthday soon. 
And he goes, I'm beginning to see Grandpa's face, quote, everywhere I look. And then he lists literally everywhere. He goes, sometimes I'm looking at the wallpaper and the pattern will make out my Grandpa's face. Now, now you're really wishing you picked the Civil War ghost. I look at the wallpaper, see my grandpa's face. One day I was looking out and the tree branches formed my grandpa's <laughs> his grandpa's Pinocchio. He said the tree branches formed my grandpa's face. He goes, one time, I mean, this at a certain point, I think you're probably just going insane, young man. He goes, one time I looked out at a pile of leaves. Some of my grandpa's. <laughs> I mean, he's just everywhere. Either he's everywhere or you're losing your mind. He's seeing all this stuff going on. Well, anyways, his grandma does eventually have the birthday party. And after the party, Tommy's like, oh, I don't feel good. My stomach. <laughs> that face told me to eat all those leaves. Ah, he said to eat me and I did. Ah, I ate so many slugs. Grandpa, why'd you make me do that? He's sitting there and he's like, oh, my stomach hurts. I don't feel good. I'm feeling very uneasy. And I feel like I'm being observed. He's like, are there any trees nearby? Is all the wallpaper torn off? Okay, good. Nope, Grandpa's not here. He goes, I feel like I'm being observed. He ends up going home and falling asleep. And he says at that point he has one of the most vivid dreams he's ever had in his life where he's sitting on a park bench in Grandpa's hometown. Tommy's sitting there and he looks over and he goes, my grandpa wasn't that visible. Like I could tell it was my grandpa, but there was something distorted about his image. And they talked, they talked for a while. And Tommy goes, I don't even really remember what we said, but it was a long conversation and it involved family and grandpa's childhood and all this stuff. And before Tommy woke up, grandpa said, grandma doesn't have much time left. You should visit her more. And Tommy goes, coming up is Grandma and Grandpa's wedding anniversary. And Tommy said, like, I don't know what to do. This It is getting a little weird, you know, seeing Grandpa as a tree. He's an int walking. <laughs> tree's walking down the street chasing him. It does sound like you're going crazy. It's a little disturbing to him. He also worries that maybe his grandma is going to die soon. And that's why Grandpa said that. He goes, I don't really want to cleanse my Grandpa's ghost. I don't want to, like, sage him out or anything like that. He is, after all, my Grandpa. But on the other hand, this feels very intrusive. And I'm also now worried about Grandma's going to pass away because he said Grandma's not going to be around for much longer. I should visit her more often. But that's his take on it. He posted this online. Underneath the name Wide Putin USSR. I read this story with a different take. I'm reading this and I go, hmm. I think. Let's put our conspiracy caps on for this one. I think that it's possible. You know, this is going to get weird if I'm already laughing. And this is beyond creepy. This is beyond creepy. Because you have this grandpa who's appearing in very interesting ways. It's not like just a gut. The silhouette standing outside, that's normal. Well, you're in ghost world. It does seem to be gaining strength incredibly fast. We can assume this is connected to the hat, but 
it goes from zero ghostly activity to full body apparition whispering in your ears modifying the physical world around you so his face appears in the wallpaper and in trees and leaves which is if you think about all the ghost stuff we've covered i don't think we've ever covered that and then sliding into his dms or dream memories <laughs> and he's in there and he's giving Tommy advice, pretty powerful spirit. The ramp up is very, very fast. It's possible that this ghost grandpa was just sitting in that room connected to this hat for all those years. Because remember, he died when he was seven. This is a couple of years have passed. But there's been no other talk of paranormal activity. And now that he has his hat, it's just like nonstop. Here's my take on this. Grandpa's correct in the sense that grandma's going to go soon. And if you're a ghost and your loved one's going to join you in the afterlife, that's pretty cool, right? What more could you want as a ghost? But I don't think that is Grandpa's game here. I don't think Grandpa is showing up so Tommy spends more time with Grandma. This is what I'm thinking. Grandpa is going to try to possess his grandson. And he wants to do it quickly. He wants to possess his grandson. <laughs> you're like, nope, Jason, shut it off, click. I, I know where you're going with this. Think about it. If your grandma, if your loved one is going to die, you're already dead. And you know your loved one's going to die in the next year. You're like, okay, we'll be in the afterlife together. But if you have the opportunity to go back into the real world and have sex with your elderly lover one more time would you do it because we don't know what ghost sex is like there may not be any ghost sex you're just phasing through each other oh man we tried this all the time we just passed through each other covered in ectoplasm now he may go tiktok man my wife's gonna die soon my elderly wife is going to die soon she's gonna be up here with me and that'll be nice, right? That'll be nice. But if I can somehow get back to Earth, possess a mortal man, and then have sex with my elderly lover as many times as possible, it might be the way that she dies. She might suffer several heart attacks and die of joy. If I can somehow possess a human body and have sex with my old woman wife, then, I mean, <laughs> he comes back up to heaven. All the angels are giving him a high five. They're like, wow, we never saw that maneuver before. That's pretty impressive. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks, everybody. He's now a big shot. What if I can possess a human and then I can bang my wife before she dies? <laughs> Which might be the weirdest sentence I've ever said on this show. But I'm wondering if that's what's going on. And I'm trying to avoid saying this next part. I'm just trying to imply it, but is it possible that he's going to possess his grandson, who we will assume for the rest of the story is over 18 years old? Not like that makes it any better. Is it possible that he might possess his grandson, and then his grandson has sex with his grandma, but it's like not really him, right? <laughs> I mean, listen, there's a lot of horrible possession stories. People getting possessed by a demon and like, Ripping a dog in half. I'll put that episode in the show notes. That episode still scares me. That would be terrifying enough. 
But imagine if you got possessed, but you can still kind of see the world around you. It's almost like you're in the backseat of a car. You're no longer in control, but you know everything that's going on. And your grandpa, your grandpa's floating around in your consciousness and you're like, what, what, why do I like hard candies now? Uh, why am I only eating these Werther's caramels? Uh, and you're just realizing, oh no, grandpa possessed me. He puts on that little flat cap. What monstrous things is my grandpa going to make me do? And then you see him go to grandma's house and you're like, no, grandpa, no, no, please, not this. He's all smooching on your grandma. She's like, oh, well, actually, no, she'd be, (laughs) she would, to her, it would be her grandson. She'd be like, get out of here, you freak. Get out of here. She wouldn't see the old man. She would just see her grandson come in and be like, Martha, it's me. It's your old man lover. Now, to be (laughs) fair, To be fair, there is not much in the narrative itself that implies that. I just think that the way this played out, the whole thing took place over a series of months. And that's a power scaling we don't normally see in the world of the paranormal. Especially when it's a ghost who died of natural causes and had been dead for years. And as far as we know, inactive. The grandma never said anything about paranormal stuff at her house or even in that room. Tommy never mentions paranormal activity before this. But from the time he gets that cap, it's been a couple months. He gets the cap. A couple days later, he's already getting jolts through his body. And that's what I was thinking. That could have been the ghost of the grandpa initially making contact. But most ghosts are just first the sense. And then maybe you see something. Maybe. talking to ghosts is one of the rarest forms of paranormal activity, or at least ghost-related paranormal activity. So the fact that this is ramped up so quickly, I'm wondering if Grandpa knows Grandma's about to bite it soon, and before she does, he wants to bite her just one more time. You're like, nope, nope, I should have shut it off. I should have shut it off. When I thought he was going to talk about elderly sex, you're like, I didn't imagine the grandson was involved in it. Uh, that was a uh, doubt through before a loop a bit. Green Spleen Submarine. Let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the world famous Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind this house in the suburbs. Fly us all the way out to Ohio. <laughs> First off, I got to give a shout out to the two people who sent this story over to me. This was sent over to me by Lindsay X Core and Noah Core is heckin' awesome. I believe that they are related. Actually, I know that they're related. Lindsay refers to Noah as her brother. They're the ones who sent the story over to me via Instagram. Really appreciate it. Not only that, when they sent this over to me, they sent uh, reenactment footage. <laughs> they sent me a bunch of stuff. Reenactment footage, maps, video footage, all of this stuff. So really, really helpful. Sketches and drawings as to what could possibly be going on. I was contacted the other night. Both of them listened to Dead Rabbit Radio. They contacted me because they wanted to get some advice about a paranormal event that had recently, very recently, when they contacted me, Happened to a friend of theirs who goes by the nickname Bubby. 
December 2023, we're in Northwest Ohio, and we're about to meet this young man named Bubby. He's driving down the road. It's 9 p.m. He's driving his truck down this road. It's a, it's a, described as a rural road. I was able to look at this on, like, satellite footage. Not satellite footage. I'm <laughs> not Batman, as much as I would wish. Google Maps. Looking at a Google Maps, it is rural, but there's like a house nearby, and there's kind of like a main road a little bit farther off. So it's not in the middle of nowhere. It's not lost in a sea of nothingness. It is it is Ohio, but it's uh, a road that a lot of people could travel down. It's not a road that only a few would ever happen to be passing through. On the right side of the road, it's empty. There's just this large field, and then eventually you do reach a house on the right side of the road. On the left side of the road, there's a bunch of trees, and then behind that is a river. Bubby's driving his truck down this road, and it's kind of a little straightaway, and then there's this curve. And then you start headed away from the house, from the trees, from the fields. It's just totally normal road. Not a road that legends would come out of. Bubby's driving his truck and he's beginning to make this curve. And then the next thing he knows, he is not at the curve yet. He's like, what just happened? The car is still moving. He's still driving, but he just drove straight and then began to make this curve in the road. And then he reappears at the beginning of the curve. Bubby has no idea what happened. Or better question is, he doesn't know why it happened. It's We come across events like this that are so mind-bending that when you listen to it after the fact, you go, why would he do X but the thing is, is that when these things are happening to you, it's so illogical, you can't make logical decisions. Imagine if you got up to walk into your kitchen right now, and the next thing you know, you were standing back in your living room. What's the first thing you would do? Anyone else in that situation would say, well, I would run out of the house. I'd be like, oh my God, this is insane. Or, But in the situation, you would attempt to walk back into the kitchen. Because it wouldn't make sense. You would think that you had lost your mind or something glitched out. You would walk back into the kitchen and then you would appear back in the living room. And that's what happens to Bubby. Bubby says, that was weird. What in the world could possibly have... Whatever. And continues to drive down this path and hits the curve. And then reappears at the start of the curve once more. Now a little bit of panic is setting in. Because now you know something's wrong. The first time could be a daydream. The first time could be you're not paying attention. You could probably explain it in a bunch of different ways. But the second time you go, this something's 100% not right. Now you may start thinking about backing up, going another way. Maybe not. Bubby said he takes the turn again. He's back at the start of the curve. I mean, this is the way he's going to get to his... I don't know if he's going home or if he's headed to a friend's house or something like that, but this is the way he's going. He says, I'm going to drive the curve again. And this time, as he's coming around that curve, he sees something scuttle across the road. 
he sees it. It's illuminated by his headlights. This thing just crawls out of the tree line, gets in front of his car, and stands up on its hind legs. It's massive. Bubby barely has any time to react. This is He's already been down this road multiple times just tonight. He doesn't know what is going on. He swerves his car away from this creature, and his car is now headed straight towards a tree. Bubby braces for impact, closes his eyes. Now he's back at the start of the curve. So stakes are raised a little bit. Now stakes are raised a little bit. The first couple times he saw nothing. He was just driving the road normally. Now this time he saw this entity. He said he continued to try to drive this loop. And sometimes he would see this creature scuttle out from the tree. Sometimes he wouldn't. But it didn't matter whether or not he saw the creature. He kept restarting the curve. And he said during this process, he goes, his phone didn't work. The radio was non-functional. The clock on his dashboard was stuck. wasn't moving. So, I mean, any one of those... This is a really interesting story because we don't know exactly, even at the end we won't know exactly what is going on. Well, I have a theory, a disturbing theory, but this phone not working, radio not working, clock not working makes us think UFO, alien. The time loop makes us feel that this might be some sort of time loop. Alternate dimension hopping, something like that. But this creature that's scuttling out, let's take a look at the way he described it. Bubby said that this thing that was scuttling out of the woods walked, quote, exorcist style. So it's like doing a backbend and then walking on your hands and knees with your head pointed at the ground. It's not like that famous gif from that movie, I don't remember what the movie was, but there's this famous gif of this entity kind of walking weird on the road. I actually sent that to them, and they're like, no, 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 that's not what it looked like. And Lindsay sent me a recreation of walking exorcist style. But it was walking like that when it came out of the woods. It was pale and white. Okay, so now we're thinking a crawler. We did an episode on them a while ago. I saw one of those. This thing crawls out of the woods, but when it stands up, it's close to 10 feet tall. No clothes, no hair, pale white skin, long, stretched out arms and legs. Small torso in comparison to its limbs. And when it would stand up, it was facing away from Bubby and the truck. So it would scuttle across the road, then stop, stand up, and it was facing away from the truck, but then its head and its neck would snap backwards. So imagine if you stood up and then someone hit you in the face with a sledgehammer and your neck broke and now your head is looking upside down at the people behind you. It's impossible. This is something that you, is not a bears with mange or coyotes with mange could definitely be misidentified as a crawler. <laughs> it was not this. It had a broken neck at the end when it stood up and snapped its head back. Terrifying, right? It'd be terrifying to see in the middle of a JCPenney's. It's definitely terrifying to see as you're driving down a road. Even more so when you realize you're stuck. Because Bubby can't get out of this loop. And he said that when I'm coming around this curve, 
and I see the creature, I swerve out of the way, and I crash. There are other times where I don't see the creature, and I continue straight, but then I just start at the beginning of the curve anyways. He begins to realize, as he's doing this, he says that he did, this is one of the things that I probably should have got clarification on. Apparently, I, I think he saw the creature four times. I don't think he just made the loop four times. But I, I, I should have gotten some clarification on that. These people have been super helpful in letting me know all this stuff, sharing the story with me. But anyways, it's happened more than once, right? But I don't think it was a Groundhog Day where he kept going through it over and over again. But I, forever, but I do have a theory about that too. He says, when I'm driving, I realize that I was more scared. Once the creature showed up, I was more scared of the creature getting me than crashing. Like, that was my biggest fear. I didn't mind crashing into the tree. I was afraid if I didn't swerve out of the way, this entity or whatever it was was going to get me and do something far worse to me. Even worse than being stuck in a time loop for God knows how long. But he doesn't want to be stuck in a time loop. Forever. So he decides that he's going to not swerve if he sees the creature again. He's going to drive right into it. Apparently, eventually, he mentally told himself that whatever this being was, he was going to floor it when he saw it. And once he made that decision, once he actually decided to do that, he drove around the curve. He looks, nothing scuttles out of the forest, and he continues to drive towards his destination. The time loop is broken. So Bubby, I do actually believe he was going home because Bubby is the younger brother of Noah and Lindsay. And Lindsay states in her, when she wrote this up and sent it to me, she says, I swear this is true. My brother is a fearless redneck kid, and I never see him cry. <laughs> now, sorry, bub. I didn't mean to out you as crying. But anyways, my brother is a fearless redneck kid, and I never see him cry. Except for this night. Now, let's be super clear on this. Lindsay and Noah listen to the podcast. I've interacted with them in the past about the podcast. My big fear with pretty much everything is that I'm going to get tricked. I'm going to, you know, that I'm getting fooled, something like that. It could be that they made this up. I don't think so. It's possible. Anything's possible, right? And if they, if it does turn out, they're like, hey, we got our favorite podcast. They're the, the coolest guy in the world. He wears those awesome flat caps. We got him to tell a fake story. Then, you know. That would suck. It would. And I would deal with that <laughs> accordingly. I know what curve you drive on. But anyways, uh, let's take the story as being factual. It does have these bizarre elements that you wonder what happens here. We have a crawler, which is a cryptid that has been seen all over the world. We have a time loop, which is not a common phenomenon, but then does happen. And then the things with the electronics make us think. Possibly aliens. The time loop itself. I mean, obviously, if you're going back and forth through time, your phone's probably not going to work, right? Cell phone towers are going to have a hard time pinging you as you're traveling through reality. 
they listened to the show. They hit me up. They asked me what it could have been or wanted, you know, my feedback. And the first thing that popped in my mind, here's my read on it. I think he probably saw the crawler more times than he remembers. He might have seen the crawler each time. But saying something like that that's so huge, it's so unbelievable. The crawlers, I've personally seen them twice. I didn't even know what they were when I saw them. I didn't even really know what it was. I, I just thought it was something weird. Put that episode in the show notes. And that was like late at night. And it was like moving behind a car. Um, if I saw it full on with my headlights... You know, who knows how my brain would have reacted. I think people see a lot of paranormal events and things, but your brain just has, it does have a governor on it. It has a circuit breaker that limits the negative stimuli it can receive. And that happens in the real world. We see people who go through traumatic events and don't remember any of it because their brain's like, nope. So I know that's an actual thing that does happen. It's possible that he saw the crawler more than he remembers he might have seen it each time, but his brain was like, there you... something weird's going on. I'm not even going to show you what's coming out of the woods. That's possible. That was one of my first theories. I think that it is, and I said this, and I actually regretted saying this because there is that thing where I know they listen to the podcast, but I don't know them at all. I typed into the Instagram chat, Bubby might have died. This might have been a quantum immortality thing. <laughs> I don't know if this kid is already crying, right? He's already crying. Ah, what? I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh, no. He's all brushing the imaginary maggots off of him. As a analytical thing, I was just like, oh, he might be dead. Like, this might be something we see, like the sorting wheel. Moving from quantum immortalities, things like that. I go, it's possible that he died. And like that story of the water wheel, this guy kept getting slotted into different dimensions. He, well, he was seeing all the different dimensions he could go into. And it was this super bizarre uh, effect. He was almost in a car crash and then it put him back in the world where there was no car crash. A different world, apparently. That could have been what the curve was. It could have been each time something was happening that was causing him to die. And he kept getting set into a different reality where he was not dead. It's possible, right? We don't know, but I have one other piece of information that might lead that way. There's a lot of time loop stories out there, and very rarely do they involve, almost never do they involve some sort of creature. So that's what makes this one so unique. I thought it was interesting because I said, hey, by the way, I think your little brother's dead. I think that guy might be a zombie. Ah. I go, you know, he might be dead. And they're like, ah, how do we know? How would we know if he was supposed to die? And I think I just didn't respond to that point because, I, you know, I kind of opened a Pandora's box. I don't have an answer to that one. But I thought, you know, he might have died. He might have died multiple times. It is interesting that once he decided to not break for the, or swerve when the creature showed up he was allowed to break through once he mentally made that choice he then ran through the curve which is what we saw in the sorting wheel episode where the universe was trying to figure out a place to put him and the person experiencing that felt the whatever this experience was whatever this water wheel was was starting to get impatient with him if he didn't make a choice soon it would make one for him once Bubby made the choice to just gun it and run over this monstrosity, 
he ended up in this reality. So technically, I mean, I don't mean this might be a cognito hazard for Noah and Lindsay and Bubby, but there may be multiple realities where he died. Right? <laughs> I'm trying not to be too grim about it. You're like, oh man, this is depressing. It's possible. I'm not saying that is the only answer, but that's definitely a possible answer. Another thing that I find interesting is like the intrepid Scooby-Doo gang that they are. Like I said, I was getting photographs and maps and stuff like that. They said, we're going to drive that loop again. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh no, now you're all dead. They go, we're going to drive down that loop again because it's not far from where they're at. This isn't a way out in the middle of nowhere thing. And I don't know if they drove it once or if they drove it twice, but they sent me video footage of them driving down this place at night to kind of get an eye for it. And they wanted to know, is it going to happen again? And I go, you guys should bring two cars. That way someone can be an observer outside of the loop. So if the other car gets stuck, you'll know what's going on. <laughs> then I get an email and they're like, well, we didn't see that email in time. We just took one car. That's good advice. Next time we come across the spatial, temporal anomaly. They drove down the road, and then I don't know if it was that time or if they drove again. This is an interesting thing. A long time ago, we did an episode on the Randonautica app. That was in the mainstream news for a while. It's an app where you focus your intentions on something, and it will set up anomaly markers. It'll set up these things that, if let's say you go, I want a good taco. You turn it on and it sends you to Modern Taco here in Hood River, which are the best tacos in town. This whole setup was a was an ad read. If you're in Hood River, Modern Taco is the best. It's fusion tacos. It's like I get a kimchi taco and a pork belly taco. Oh, it's so good. Super reasonable prices. They had this Randonautica app and they were in the area. And what it did is that it took them out to what's known as a void anomaly. So void meaning like something that should be there isn't there. An anomaly always obviously is that it's weird. They said that when they were using this Randonautica app, it was sending them to this void anomaly. It ended up taking them because it can direct you. It ended up taking them back to the curve. So this Randonautica app, which again, like, I mean, it could be a, we've talked about it a couple times on the show. I haven't used it in a long time, but it helped solve a murder case. It's really weird. It is a really weird app. I should look back into it. I did a little digging for this, but the Randonautica app sent them back along the curve. And then after they came along the curve, it also sent them past an old cemetery. So if you do believe that the Randonautica app can tie into something, that to me would bolster the theory that Bubby died. But here's the thing, Bubby. <laughs> Bubby's like, oh, nope, never listen to this podcast again. I'm terrified. We, to be clear to you, I don't want to freak you out too much. To be clear, we have all died multiple times already. Me, you, everyone listening to this podcast, if this idea of dimensional slotting, quantum immortality is real. We have all died multiple times. Don't freak out about it. Basically, every single time you have a close call, you probably did die from that. 
but then you simply move to another reality seamlessly. Most of the time, if this theory is correct, it happens seamlessly. That time that that car barely missed you. That time you started slipping in the shower and you reached up in the last second grabbed onto something. That was close. There's other realities where you fell, cracked your head in the shower, and the water continued to pour on your body for three days until your skin sloughed off. And when someone finally does a welfare check on your place, there's just a tub full of human soup. But in this reality, in this reality, you grabbed on to something and that didn't happen. So don't freak out. We've all died multiple times. What's what I think is the reason why some people remember this dimensional sorting is because something has gone wrong. I think most of the time it's seamless. I think most of the time, too, our brains simply break and then we just don't remember Actually, now I'm thinking about it, there, this may happen a lot where there's a lot of replays of something, but our brain's just like, I don't want to process that. Just put us in the reality where you grabbed onto something. Bubby might have died and died and died and died through these realities until he got to the one that he lived. And I also think the reason why Bubby would remember this so vividly, because it had a monster in it, right? A monster shows up as you're traveling the multiverse. You're probably going to remember that. But yeah, it's an interesting story. It's a story that kind of breaks a couple different things, kind of combines cryptids with time loops and interdimensional travel, which doesn't happen that often. It's called high strangeness, which means a bunch of paranormal events that are unrelated, seemingly unrelated, happening in the same area. It would be interesting. You know, I totally understand this. The house that is on that curve, I said, well, why don't you guys go knock on the door of that house? And Ask if they've seen anything weird. And Lindsay's like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not going to do that. And I totally understand, right? It's, well, here's the thing. She goes, you know, I don't know if she knows them directly, but she goes, you know, they like their privacy. And, you know, it'd be kind of, sometimes we, it's embarrassing too, right? To knock on someone's door and say, hey, is there a time loop outside of your house? Like, how would you even have that conversation? How would you even have that conversation? So I do totally understand not wanting to knock on a door, whether it is to protect their privacy or multiple other reasons. Fascinating story, though. And while it does sound scary, right, that you died that night, we, we've all died multiple times to make it up to this point. And why some people die and some people get slotted into another universe, that's just one of the weird mysteries of the world. We don't know how to make sense of all this stuff, and that's why we love exploring it. But, I'll, Bubby, I'll tell you this. You got off pretty easy. Because the guy in the first story might get possessed and have sex with his own grandma. So I will say, Bubby, even though you did face down a 10-foot-tall monstrosity and probably died a couple times the other night, it could always be worse. Bro, it could always be worse. But we're glad you're here with us in this universe. DeadRabRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabRadio. DeadRabRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great weekend.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.